Extreme. And now, your hosts, Scott and Jenna Squires. You want the dirt on rock and roll? You got it. Hey everyone, welcome to Tulsa Music Extreme. This is episode 86, and wow. we will be joined with Clint Switzer and Chuck Shoot from the Chuck Shoot Podcast, and yep. of course, On the Road to Rock with Clint Switzer. Yeah, Chuck is waiting in the wings as we speak. We're still uh, awaiting the arrival yeah. of Clint, but I would expect him here any moment. Before we start talking with the fellas about all things uh, podcast business related, this is going to be a really interesting episode. You know, maybe we're not talking to Don Dawkins, but let me tell you what, the guys we are going to be talking to, uh, Scott and I both look up to both of them. And I would, I would consider both of them guys who have set a bar in this industry. And, and you know, we wanted to do this not only to pick their brains and get an education on this business, but also just to kind of pay some respect and, and let them know how we think that what they do is truly like an industry standard as far as I'm concerned. If you're going to get into this business and do it the right way, you're going to want to follow Chuck Shoot and Clint Switzer because they do things the right way. Uh, Clint is getting in the room. I'm I'm not going to bring the guys on yet until we've got everybody all set up here. Scott, why don't you well, talk just, a little just, bit? Just want to make sure that everyone uh, shares um, this on your, not your YouTube, but your Facebook pages and all that good stuff, sure. Your you know, your groups. Uh, make sure you follow our page. Uh, also subscribe to our YouTube channel and our Twitter, our Twitch, and our podcast platforms like Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Amazon, and all the others. So many, so many platforms. It's crazy. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> and tonight's going to be a learning experience for me. I am used to having one guest on, on the Zoom screen. And so I'm probably going to be playing with our layout as we talk to these guys. First of all, Clint, can you hear us okay? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Okay, I'm going to try something, and uh, it may not go well, but we'll we'll figure it out as we go. I was just telling telling Chuck before you got on. Um, let me put us. Let me try putting us all on here. Okay. Well, that was not it. What about we that? Go. Well, that's not the way I want it. But let me uh, let me let's play with it here. Now that's just Chuck. So, so I'm curious, Chuck. If you say that's Clint, if if you say something, Chuck, let me see if it pops over to you. Just, just give me. Uh, a th- hi, how's it going? Yeah. Okay. Is that how we oh, want? No. I, I think we can live with that. So, whoever's talking will be the the guy on camera. So, if you guys sure. want more camera time, you're just going to have to start start yelling and just okay. over talk <laughs> the other guy. But, but anyway, Chuck, better looking than me. Clint. We do that all the time with each other. <laughs> Scott, you tell me. I want your opinion. This is kind of a loosey goosey episode. Do you like? Do you like me doing it? Like, uh, let's see here, like the gallery. But the thing that sucks is we're up here in the corner and we've made the guys here too small. So I don't know if I like that one. Uh. Let's just let's try it the other way. You guys will both get plenty of, of camera time. Don't worry about it. All right. Cool, man. Well, first of all, guys, I want to thank both Chuck Shoot and Clint Switzer for coming on with us. Um, as, Clint, as we were telling Chuck, we look at both of you guys as guys who have set the bar in, in this industry, in the podcast industry. You know, here we are, a couple of bumbling, stumbling musicians, just barely figuring things out as we go. And we've we've had people um, help us along the way, but we have so much to learn. So when we started researching guys that are in this in this business we realized how great both of you are and that you've set that bar to to which we can aspire to before we get into talking about the business i I want you guys to kind of give an introduction 
just a top level introduction, who you are, where you're from and how long you've been in the business. Go ahead, Chuck. Okay. Uh, yeah. Chuck shoot, Chuck shoot podcast. Easy to remember, uh, started in what I think 2019. And so, yeah, like it's gonna, I just celebrated four years of this podcast Man. and, uh, what was the other questions? <laughs> well, yeah, no, basically that was it. Just where you're from and how long you've oh, been in the business. Where I'm from. I'm actually from Seattle originally, uh, which is kind of ironic because as you probably know, I love the hair metal and I grew up in Seattle in the nineties and I was yes. wearing like Motley Crue t-shirts and stuff. And that was kind of frowned upon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was like the only one. Everyone else is like Nirvana, Alice in Chains, all that stuff. And I'm more like Motley Crue, Skid Row, and so it's kind of interesting. They called it butt rock over there back then. Yeah, um, I know. And let me tell you, you're you're a guy after our own heart because I wouldn't let the 80s die. I, I hung on to it through the 90s, so props to you. How about you, Clint? Where are you from, and, and uh, how long have you been in this business? I am from Kansas City. I've been in the business about, well, 11 years now, and it just kind of started with uh, – sending people messages on Twitter, Facebook, anything I could just to try to get an interview. I didn't even have a functioning microphone the first interview I did, which was with Jeff Pilsen uh, backstage at a Foreigner concert wow. at the Missouri State Fair. I had Killing. a video camera and a prop mic that I thought would look more professional if I was asking questions with this fake mic that wasn't working. So right. really, it was anything to make that connection. Uh, and that kind of started. I, I met you guys at Rocklahoma 2007. That's right. Uh, wow. or not, I have a picture with... You know, with you guys from yeah. from that famed famed uh, experience and down for five and how impactful <laughs> that whole situation was. Like, I just wanted to be in there. I wanted to talk to the people. I wanted to know more and and just tell that story of these great musicians. And so I think cool. that's where we all are so similar. That's what we all want to do. We're all just fans at heart. Absolutely. Now, you know, your show is on the road to rock with Clint Switzer, but you're you kind of have like an umbrella uh, that you you go under with a I guess it's Starcade. Is it Starcade yeah. Entertainment or uh, media? Starcade Media? Media. We okay. do a lot of sports. NFL. We're credentialed for uh, SEC, NFL, Super Bowl, pretty much anything, and that has been a big focus. So this has been just such a. I don't want to call it a side thing or a, or a hobby because I, it does mean a lot to me. But um, yes, I have other focuses as well. But this is just. Uh, I always got find time to, for this because it is that it's important and uh, just getting these musicians out there and if they have new projects and and things like that we all know uh, how important it is to to help them out and they in turn of course help us out when they when they do interviews with us so it, it's a uh, it kind of goes full circle Certainly. that's so cool because i mean I, i've you know i'll go and check out i check out both you both you guys especially on spotify when i'm at work um i love to listen to chuck and, and both of you and you, you both have two complete different styles which are both great and 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 I, I love both and like you know Clint you're more get in get out with your questions you're you're real fast you're a fast talker you got your questions you're ready to go Chuck is a little bit more deep he's a little more deeper he kind of gets in into the lyrics and, and, and questions certain certain things and sees different things um, about his guests that normally I wouldn't hear or or know so it, it's two different styles but they they work very well for both of you have you guys ever kind of analyze your own personality a little bit chuck uh you guys are both uh, on screen by the way we this is you guys are so nice can i just say thank you like uh, janice starts off with an amazing intro it's like <laughs> it reminded me of that movie as good as it gets where she gets mad at jack nicholson she's like pay me a compliment right now and he's like 
you make me want to be a better man. And she's Aww. like, oh, hey. like, that was like one of the nicest things. And now you're saying more nice things. Like, I mean, keep going. Don't stop. But no, I never really, I never really thought of my own personality. Like not, I've never heard anybody put it like that, like in such a complimentary way. And, um, I think I think you're right. I think I love Clint's style. Like my brother is like I remember when I started, we, Clint and I do another show uh, is gambling sports, and my brother was like messaging me. He's like, I wish I had Clint Switzer's energy because yeah, he's just like, hey, how's it going, guys? You know, just like it's so high energy, and right. I love that. And I try to be like that sometimes too. But yeah, I think with mine, I try to kind of extend it, and um, I kind of go all over the place. Like sometimes I'm really happy and upbeat, and then other times I try to talk about sad things and funny things and. So, yeah, that's a great analysis. Thank you for the nice compliments. What nice. about your style, Clint? How do you have you ever self-analyzed? I think that uh, early on I was doing some some shows and they were uh, maybe longer and I was talking a lot more and I think somebody on Metal Sludge was like an hour of talking. Oh, get me out of here. And so I was <laughs> like, "You know what? I get that. I'm going to go fast and we're going to get in and get out. Let's do 27 minutes and get the good stuff and get some things that, you know, people want to see and get out of there. That's been my style. That's sure. how I do it with athletes that I interview, try to get to the, to the meet. But like I was listening to Chuck's interview with D Snyder and I will say his was much better than mine as he's talking about social issues right. and into the weeds on D's new book called frats, which is really good book by the way. And I'm just like, I'm just sitting here. Like you went to Washington PMRC twisted sister, stay hungry. Like, I mean, so you're right. Scott and Jana, it is completely different styles, but Chuck and I get along great. We're friends. We've uh, hung out in Vegas a time or two. We've done some gambling shows together. No one watched because we got every pick wrong. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't uh, don't let your money stay and play with us. But uh, well, I, you guys probably, I'm sure you both have learned this too. Man, it really depends on what mood you are catching your guest in that particular day. You know, maybe some days they just would rather hit the easy, uh, quick and get out stuff. And, and some days they, they're ready to, to get deep. And I know we've, mm. we've run into that before. You know, we've really lucked out because, I mean, most of our guests have been willing to open up. And, man, the one with Don Dawkins we had, mm, it, it, the way it started – I thought we were in for a, a rough ride, and then in about ten minutes, he was loose and just spilling it. And it's like, you know, you you really people have to understand that this this is not an easy thing to do. And I'm kind of convinced that you either have the gift or you don't. Now, obviously, there are things you can learn and get better at, but you really have to be able to read people and and understand their current mood. And, you know, doing what we do, man, if you want to hang on to that guest and stretch it into an hour long visit, you have to meet them where they are right at that moment. So sometimes it calls for different styles, you know, mm -hmm. very, Absolutely. very well said. Yeah. So it goes into your some of your guys's prep work and uh, like your your post game or your post uh, interview you know, like setting up, sending out to media, things like that. You know, you guys are just a one-man crew, you know, and so you guys basically are having to do all of the stuff on your own. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I, I know for, for me it's 100% uh, just me. I mean, my girlfriend helps occasionally with, like, little things like sound syncing. She's better at that. She has the patience more, so she'll help me with that. Um, but uh, yeah, otherwise it's it's mostly all me. I know Clint uh, his other stuff. He has a partner, but he the rock stuff. I think it's all you, right? It is. I did have a partner very early on, which was a friend of mine, and it was one of those deals like he just couldn't hang, couldn't 
make the interviews. You got to remember, you know, before 2020, it was like, can I record a phone call? How do you do that? Right. So it was like, I had like two mics, one of which was like pointed towards a phone. The other one I was talking into, and it was literally like taking a phone call and recording it like organically. That's how it was. We were doing it. So like, there's been so many, you know, advantageous technological advances just over the past three years that have mm-hmm. allowed for more shows like this. And so many have come up in right. the last uh, three, four years as well. So yeah, I know. I think it's beneficial and um, you know, uh, just to, it's to, to think about the archaic beginnings of all this, especially yeah. for me with mics that didn't work and phone calls <laughs> that a lot of them that sounded like somebody was in a tunnel. Uh, I remember once I had Mike Tramp and it was just like cutting in and out horrible. And it's just, but it was just, it was Mike Tramp. I, I was all about it, tried to make it work and yeah. you do what you can. Sometimes those things are kind of unavoidable. Boy, that's for sure. Yeah. We had a terrible connection with Doro Pesh. I mean, where you can, you caught about so every, sweet. she's wonderful. Yeah. And, and, but you know, here she is halfway across the world and we're, we're catching about every fourth word and the other three <laughs> oh. words are garbled, but we just fought through it and, you know, made the best of it. But I, I want to ask you guys, did, kind of backing up to your origins, did you guys know early on at an early age that you were interested in media and broadcasting, or is this is this a love that has developed later in life for both of you? Uh, start with you, Clint. For me, absolutely it was. Uh, from the age of, early as I can remember, age of four or five, I knew that I wasn't normal, that like nine to five jobs, there's no way. I was, you know, I was from a small town in Missouri called Clinton, about an hour from Kansas City. And it was like, I was watching everything that I could, MTV and sports and all these wonderful, uh, you know, pop culture phenomenon that the 80s were. As you can see, I've never left it either, Jana. Right. <laughs> right I, I knew, I was like, well, I'm not uh, physically capable of being an NFL quarterback. Sure. Um, and so there's got to be a way here. And so, yes, for me, it was. And um Finally, about a year and a half ago, I, I quit my job. I was in education. I believe Chuck was as well. There's a, we're just kind of kindred spirits, wow. he and I, cool. uh, to do this full time. So yes, there was a, from a very early age, I knew like, I just knew I wasn't normal. I was like, I can't, I don't know what, I'm just watching my dad do horrible, stupid jobs that, you know, were right. uh, not gratifying. And I was like, I don't know. I have to, I don't know what all this is yet, but I, I got to get out there and, and experience all of it. So Sure, sure. How about you, Chuck? I mean, yeah, I think it's just for me, it's a similar kind of thing. Like it's a love of, uh, you know, multiple things, entertainment, whether it's music, movies or sports. Like I just always love that stuff. It kind of fluctuated which one more. But like in high school, it's definitely like music. Got really into music. Tried to play guitar. Wasn't very good at that. Um, So, you know, I tried different things throughout my life. Like in college, I took acting classes. After college, I tried stand-up comedy like nothing really like clicked where I was like, felt like, Oh, this is what I'm like meant to do on this mm-hmm. earth or whatever. Um, until I started interviewing guests and I was like, I, I don't know. I really like this. I don't know if other people are going to like it, but I really like this. I feel like I have a purpose for this. And then like when I did occasionally get somebody that said, Hey, good job. Like at first you kind of don't believe them. You're like, Oh, you're just saying that. Cause you're my friend or whatever. But then when you get like a stranger to say it, then it kind of like, okay, like that, that's encouraging enough that, all right, well, somebody thought this was good. I mean, I have a lot of people that tell me I suck too, but you kind of like, you know, you have to read the room a little and say, okay, well, there's enough people saying that I should keep going that maybe I should. So, yeah. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to the point of when you posted on Facebook, um, Nikki six, I guess, hit like on something um, that you posted or Mm -hmm. something. And you were, and you basically in your post was, you you said, you know, 
sometimes I feel like no one really cares, but when you, when I see something like this, mm. it kind of makes me want to yeah. push and go a little bit, you know, longer doing this sort of thing, which I totally understand. It's yes. like, you know, you get, you get all these opportunities and then sometimes it's like, does anyone even care what I'm doing and this and that? Right. So, um, yeah, that kind of goes with what you were kind of saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think it's, um, there's, cause there's a lot of episodes that I'll put out and, uh, if it's not a, a big rock star, a lot of times nobody will listen. Like I don't have a built-in audience, like a radio station. Right. I think that's what a lot of people uh, get confused about, including publicists will, you know, pitch me these guests. They're like, Hey, well, you have this person on. I'm like, look, I can have that person on, but you know, unless their fan base is going to tune in and listen, like my, I don't really have a fan base per se. That's going to listen to every episode. Right. I mean, maybe a few handful of people, but so it's, it's difficult. It's challenging. So yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, Oh, okay. Like, great. I posted that, you know, I worked really hard on this interview. I posted the video and it gets like 60 views on YouTube or whatever. So, but then, yeah, you see something like that where you do a clip and yeah, Nikki six liked it. I was like, I mean, my jaw just dropped when I saw that. I was like, Absolutely. What the hell? it's crazy. So yeah. Well, well, just so, I, I, go ahead. Clint. I kind of have a question for you both, which is, you know, having seen you guys perform at Rock, Oklahoma back in 2007 and just making that connection. And then I've run into you guys at various concerts over the years. Scott, we seem to cross paths Wasp. more often than not down in the Tulsa area. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which that just got canceled again. I was supposed to see that next week in, in Iowa and it was canceled, of course. Yeah. Um, for you guys, like what, what made you want to come on board uh, to do this? Because you're, you're musicians. I saw rocket science just uh, in November after Brett Michaels, uh, down in Miami, Oklahoma. Wow. I love what you guys do. You're tremendous musicians. So like, what made you want to come to, to this side of it as well? Well, you know, basically COVID, uh, you know, we, we, hmm. we were kind of shut down. We couldn't really play. We did a lot more playing than, than, than most though. We, we still kind of pushed ahead and, and there was different rules, different, you know, bars that were had to shut down at a certain time, but we somehow still kind of managed. We had to cancel a few, but we, those first few that we canceled, we were just kind of stuck in the house and, and, and people were kind of throwing, you know, you start seeing on Facebook, people interviewing and, and, and podcasts and just weird stuff, just, just streams, Facebook streams. And mm -hmm. so she's like, Hey, let me interview you. And, and so we, we had a fun little idea and it was a Mickey mouse setup. You know, I put up like some <laughs> banners and, and, and I even had like a smoke machine that came out. It was stupid. We had music and, and, and like, I think we used a, a rock band type of microphone oh, yeah. and somehow I, we was wired it all up on, on an iPad and, and, and just got it to work and had a boom box and the mic was, you know, connect, you know, to it, had the music, little intro music. It was really ghetto, really ghetto, but <laughs> It, it was fun. And so she interviewed, uh, interviewed me until it was like dark until it got dark. We had no lighting hardly. And, and so we thought, man, we had a lot of people that came in. It's like, man, you guys are really good at this. And, and so from then on, that's where it, it, it was on the porch of, of, of our house that she interviewed me. And, and I'll tell you one thing we have discovered doing this. Um, tell me if you guys agree. I think people doing this on this side of the microphone, you know, asking people to talk about themselves. I think you genuinely have to care about other people. I think it's very difficult mm. for people who are, I don't, how do I say this? And let's, let's face it. We live, <laughs> we live in a selfie world. So people are very self-absorbed. A lot of people are. I think the people that do great at this job are people who genuinely care and are genuinely interested in the lives and stories of other people. And he and I certainly are. And 
man, I mean, like, we cannot believe who has come in here and talked to us. Right. Uh, Chuck, you were talking about, you know, if it's not a big name guest, the the view count is low. Brother, do we feel you on that? I mean, Mm. Scott and I have had this conversation before. To me, the podcast business, and I think COVID did this, the podcast business is so oversaturated now, and it's trying to make it with a podcast is honestly probably trying to like trying to make it with a band, like you know, get your band signed back Great in the eighties. I mean, it's just there's so much. Everybody's vying for everybody's attention. It's so hard to grab people and hold them for longer than sixty seconds. So what we're doing is tough. But I want to encourage both of you guys. You're both so good at what you do. I hope you guys never give up. That's amazing. Yeah, Chuck and I just we were just talking about about that exact thing and and how it uh, it even the oversaturation kind of hurts when it comes to the interviews having exclusivity. I mean, we've all shared a lot of guests, especially uh, even recently. And so when you've got people not only doing our three shows but seven, eight, nine, ten shows, and they're popping right. up on Blabbermouth and it's all over the place. I don't know. I think that even the interviews and the artists become oversaturated, yes. which kind of makes the views go down as well. So True. it's kind of a cyclical thing, Chuck. We we talk about this all the time. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, um, I want to apologize if your views are down on this episode. I, <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not no. bring in a lot of listeners yeah. for you. I apologize. Not no. as many as Dumb Fucking, I'm sure. You know, usually, we just, usually we just share the hell out of it and all that. And, and with this, we just wanted to just kind of have yeah. it out there and just have a good talk and, and not worry that. about on any of that stuff. So, But please go ahead with your point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just, I was agreeing with Clay. Yeah, it's, it definitely can be oversaturated. So that's why I think, too, like with mine is like, I try to stand out in some way because I, I do a lot of research. So I'll listen to a lot of the other interviews with the guests that I'm having on. I'll listen to past interviews. And I think at first I would be like, okay, oh, we, I should have them tell this story. This is a really good story. And, and I still do some of that. But I think more now what I'm doing is saying, okay, he's already told that story. He's already told that story. He's already told that story. Yeah. He's like, let me see what are some things he's not talked about. Or what's an angle I can take that's different on this subject? Yes. So I, that my interview could be a little different. And I think I appreciate that. I think the guest preach appreciates that. I think the listeners appreciate that. And I think Blabbermouth, they definitely love that. They love when <laughs> something is new and uh, they can write an article about it. So, so you're big. You're you you basically your main home is uh, YouTube. Is that right, Chuck? That, that's, I mean, that's I'm where on you're... all the Spotify, Apple, all that stuff. But for me, it's uh, the YouTube is the only thing that brings in just even a little bit of money. And I just, I love growing. I've seen that one grow the most. Like the Instagram and the Facebook and Twitter and, and the regular podcast stuff has kind of like been stagnant for me. But the YouTube is, it just seems to be uh, taking off a little bit more. And then I can supplement the podcast with other content. And so I'd like to try to do that and kind of, go back and forth with, you know, getting people to watch a, a short video that I make that's five or 10 minutes. Right. It's easier to consume than a podcast and then hopefully get them to, to subscribe and then potentially watch some of the longer content. See, we're, so, we're kind of the opposite where Facebook is our, our, yeah. our, our one mm. and then and YouTube is our second. I mean, it's so hard at like getting subscribers. I It's like almost you got to beg mm. people to get subscribed do, to you. Do both of you guys like, I mean, I, I'm not asking you to divulge any secrets or anything because I understand, you know, it's we're friends here, but, but it is a competitive business. But do you have any like just in a nutshell advice for how to grow your YouTube page? Cause that's our goal. It, we're trying to hit that thousand subscriber mark and it's, it's tough. 
It is. It is very tough. And uh, after doing this for 11 years, uh, my main YouTube, Starcade Media, has 2,300. That's after 11 years. Wow. And so that uh, that averages out to not very many a year of new subscribers. And it is it is constantly a battle. There are no secrets to me because I remember early on, I would watch videos and like, oh, here we go. Here's somebody that has the secret. And they'd be like, create a dynamic video, an entertaining <laughs> video. I'm like, okay. So it's a source of frustration. It always is. It's something that not only do you have to get to a thousand subscribers, you have to get like 40,000 watch hours. I remember Chuck, when you were like right hovering around that mark and I was like, oh, by the way, you got to get 40,000 watch hours out of it too. Jeez. So much fun to, uh, to navigate through all the algorithms and things. But yeah, overall, it's funny because for me, you, uh, for sure with the music podcast, but definitely with sports, it was a dirty word. Podcast was a dirty word. People would be like, this is in 2013. Do you have a radio show? It's like, well, it's it's a podcast. And just trying to Google how do you put one on on Apple and I don't Spotify maybe was even not I don't even think around quite yet whenever I first started. So you had to go through all these intricate hoops just to get a podcast on these platforms and then to try to get it out there and not everybody has an iphone and so that right. it's just constantly evolving so mm. you got to kind of find which one is working best for you guys uh, facebook facebook's pretty good for us too because we've had that page for again over over 10 years so mm -hmm. it's had an opportunity to grow so that's cool what about you, Chuck? Have you have you stumbled upon anything where you've said, okay, I kind of turned a page with my YouTube channel there. I need to keep doing that. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's so many things, and I'm not I'm not hesitant to share anything. I've actually I actually just made a, a video like two days ago how to interview guests. I made a video on how to book guests on your podcast, and I try to help anybody with less subscribers than me. So um, you know, I have no problem with that. Uh, what I what I've learned is definitely you know. Like it sounds simple, but make good content, have good interviews. Um, how if you can have the guests share the interview, that will help a lot. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. also noticed for me, um, I think it was like I don't know a year or two ago. I know I I had a really I was just using like the MacBook Pro camera because like oh it's a MacBook Pro it should be a Pro camera. Well no the camera sucks on the MacBook, <laughs> so I bought this really. I mean I saw other YouTubers with really nice cameras. Like how did you know what kind of cameras that? I looked into it. Um, I can tell you the brand. I don't remember. It's like a Sony something or other. I can get it for you if you're interested. But it was a really expensive camera, and it was a pain in the ass to set up and mm. sync it with the sound and all that, which I might not be synced right now. No, but, you are. Uh, okay, good. The production element is huge on YouTube. I think YouTube pumps stuff up that has higher production. Um, so, like, especially with good sound. One thing I've noticed, I actually just messaged my friend about this today. Um, because he'll post his podcast on YouTube without the video. And I go, dude, why don't you post it with video? You'll right. get way more views. And uh, I think he just doesn't want to take the time to do it or, or whatever. But I mean, if you do those little things like, you know, you up the production and all that, um, I think that can make a difference. And then other than that, just, I mean, yeah, again, just goes back to just having good content and good interviews and people will find you if you, I mean, like Don Dawkins interview. I mean, I imagine that one must have done pretty well on YouTube because he doesn't do a lot of interviews and people are going to be searching for Don Dockin on YouTube. So yeah. And I'll tell you what the game changer was for us on that. And it backs up the point that you just made. Uh, the person that runs their social media shared that thing. And I mean, we are still, we are still getting uh, just tons of activity on our page. I don't know what happened this week, but he shared a couple of pictures of like Jeff Keith and Mark Turin 
and it, things it's blown blew, up. It's blowing like, up. It went to like 4,000 reactions just on a picture. And I'm like, but how, how does that happen? I don't know. It, it, somehow it got across. Who, who knows? I mean, you know, is that going to translate to a thousand subscribers on YouTube? Well, maybe not, but it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. yeah. Let, I did want to yeah, ask you ahead. a little bit because you were bringing up the, uh, um, you know, people who you contact and, and the publicists and everything. Mm -hmm. There are so many publicists out there and some of them are real nice. Some of them, not so much. Yep. And and some of them will just kind of, will go, just ignore you. And, and no matter how many times you contact them, no matter, you know, they'll, they'll say this, say that, well, he's not doing this. He, he, well, he's not, he's not taking interviews and then you'll see interviews and you'll reach back out and then they'll still tell you he's not doing interviews. And, and it's like, it's so frustrating on some of the publicists yeah. and, 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 Yet others are really nice and they'll help you out. And it's almost like you, they only help you so much and then they'll kind of ignore you, you know. But have you guys had any kind of experiences like that with some of your uh, contact info? No, every publicist has said yes to me. They're all really nice. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> I love them all. Yeah. 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 So uh, no, I mean, I think that's just part of the game is like it's a lot of ups and downs, right? Like I said, like I'll get a, post a video, 60 views. And I'll be like, oh, I should just quit. I suck at this. And then Nikki Six likes something. I'm like, oh my God, Nikki Six, I'm the biggest <laughs> greatest podcaster ever. And then the next day I get ignored. And then and then the other thing too is like when you say like you're asking about if there's a magic formula, like I think a lot of times you don't know. Like I just interviewed Tony Horton, which isn't a music one, but he was like a big fitness guy, P90X program. Thing sold 11 million copies. Supposedly, I mean, he's got like, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. I mean, it's got the video right now is like 20 views. Now I had the basis from rat on that thing is blown up. I don't know why it's almost at, I think it's at 5,000 views or something crazy yeah. like that. Wow. Bunch of comments. I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, I, I like that interview. I think I thought one was great. That was a good interview, but I did. I wouldn't have picked that one of the last like 10 or 15 that I did to be by far and away the number one most it, popular episode. I've done. It's strange, so, isn't it? It's very strange. Yeah. There's also confusion in the market so that the the publicists are also confused and like, do they have time to really go vet all these shows and like, okay, how many subscribers does this person have? Well, they have a Facebook. There's a lot of people there. Oh, they're only, their interviews only get 60 V. I mean, the, the publicists have a lot to, to do right. too. So like, okay, we got to tell this person uh, he's not doing any interviews right now instead of saying you don't have a big enough subscriber base to do the interview. I mean, it's an intricate situation. It is a game oh, that you got to be in to play. It's it's murky waters. I'm, so I'm you're nice. telling me that, that, that it's code, that when they say they're not doing interviews right now, that's code for you guys suck in your small potatoes. And, <laughs> it's code and for you're not Eddie oh, Trunk, I guess. Yeah. So here, Clint, let me ask you this. How many times have you seen this where – uh, you reach out to a guest or publicist and they either ignore you or flat out turn you down. And then you see that guest on another show that has like half as many subscribers as you, or like a third or multiple like times a week. Smaller yeah. show, And you're like, well, why? It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, so that part is even with the publicist. Sometimes they're just like, they got an opening. Like I know when I booked Ted Nugent, I just kept asking and asking. And then like one day they're like, Hey, we had somebody cancel. Can you do it tomorrow? And I was like, Okay, and so wow. like I think I just got lucky on that one. That's what I, happened I, to me too. Yeah, Ted Nugent was a tough one for me, and I never got through. Yeah, and, and, and I, I would keep talking to her, and I try to be cute on one, and then and then exactly. I'd be like, you know, <laughs> and then I try to change my personality. Linda. It's like, how can I like really like, you know, get this get this woman on my side? It's a crap shot. It's a crap shoot. I think it's just 
if they have an opening or um, you just happen to catch them on a good day or they're in a good mood or whatever. I think there's a lot of that that hap- that goes on. And sometimes it, your email just gets flooded. So I think it's just like, if you keep asking, sometimes you just get, you just happen to get lucky. Yeah. So guys, do you do yours uh, pre-recorded and then you um, upload them or do you do, uh, do you do live? I mean, what's, what's your, what's your favorite one to do? Do you like to go live or, or pre-recorded your interviews? For for me, uh, it's always been pre-recorded. Even back in the uh, well, obviously back in the telephone to the microphone days, that there was no way to go live at that point. Uh, <laughs> so now, for some of the sports shows that I do with Starcade Media, we do go live, and that does tend to bring in a whole different kind of audience that likes to interact. And sometimes we have guests, and sometimes we don't. But for this type of format, I always record because I like to edit and I like to be able to take it in and and kind of work with it once it's done like chucks talked about you know just the audio sometimes there's issues syncing uh just graphics and things like that on the video so yeah i think a live is something i would like to try at some point i'm also i use a program called Streamyard. now we're getting really interesting here folks stream <laughs> we're talking intricate uh online materials here this is really I'm sure the the audience will love this, but StreamYard's what what I use for that. And I'm always like, I don't really trust that like people are going to be able to get in and go on there and get it. Like Zoom was hard for people to figure out at first. Right. If you remember that, just like, wait, I'm clicking. I can't get in. Yep. So that's why it's always, for me, always easier to to pre-record. Sure, sure, for sure. Yeah, mine's pre-recorded too. I I sometimes, uh, I've been going live more on my YouTube channel just for fun. And either I have a topic or I have things that in mind that I want to talk about by myself, or sometimes I'll just have a, a guest, or if it's like somebody that's not, I don't really want to do like a full podcast interview because Clint's right. Like I usually edit, I got to add the intro and the outro. My girlfriend syncs it for me. We put on the banner and all that stuff. It's just like a lot of like extra work, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and social media and all that. Whereas sometimes I'm like, you know, what? like I just had uh, my buddy from this podcast, uh, straight to straight to video, Rob Lane. I was like, Hey, you want to go live? Let's just go live. And I just had him come on and we just, we just had a conversation. I went live with it. Screw it. So sometimes it's just fun to do those kinds of live streams that are, so for me, the live stream is kind of a more just loose, fun thing that I've been kind of doing for fun and yeah. as kind of a supplement to the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. But I've, I don't think I've really ever done an official like podcast episode live. Well, that's... you got to trust that they're going to be there on time. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was getting ready to say. <laughs> so now, now welcome that's to our scary. world. It's super scary. And, and it's by the grace of God, we haven't had more. No, I think we had, is it, has it been one no show? It's been a couple, a, maybe a couple. Who was the yeah. no show? I think I remember. Uh, well, Chip, it, Chips Enough Chip. was one. We, 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 that was back when we first started and we thought we could do two guests, you know, back to back one hour. I mean, two hour shows we'd have like the quiet, right? Guitar player, uh, Alex. Yeah. Um, and then Chip was supposed to show up, but then he, he had a, get on stage i'm like and he and I, I had his number and texting him and everything and he's like i'll be there i'll be there i'll be there and then finally like alex just like recalled and said i i, I know his voice he was texting me as we were like waiting for him to come on and he's like i'll be chip and so he called back and he's like hey how you doing and start talking like chips enough and and so we're just, and there were actually people in the chat room that thought it was chip and, so. and that's the thing that we like about wow. going live is for people to be in the chat room and ask questions and kind of build that kind of um sure. kind of a, rapport with yeah, the guests. a little bit of fun i will say this though like you talk about being a one-man operation you get a little bit of uh, help but 
man, it's the, it's just the two of us now. And, you know, we we're having Don Dawkin on uh, what, last week, a couple weeks ago. People in the chat room were getting mad at us because, A, Don wouldn't stop talking and we didn't feel it was our place to interrupt him. But, B, we didn't get to enough viewer comments and questions. So, you know, if you are going to go live, I think you need to figure out how to have a resource you know, here we are, we're trying to conduct the interview. I'm running the technical side of things. He's trying to capture uh, uh, comments. And I'm watching comments and, and <laughs> having to delete people for saying stupid shit. It's you know? just, it's just too, it's a <laughs> lot wow. to manage and there's a lot of pressure going live. So I think doing it pre-recorded is smart and it's probably the safer way but you do lose that element of the of the fan interaction with and the some people kind of like to see it's not like you know the uh the the car wreck part you know <laughs> of the of it all you know they want to see when they start stuff going we, we we're like get on the phone and, and you can see me like sending emails to the publicist is, is she coming on you know it, totally they, they, it's all live and of course we edit it you know when we when we're done but it's it's pretty crazy but what are some of the toughest interviews you two have had <laughs> Ooh, well uh <laughs> one of the toughest ones i ever had was uh johnny rod from wasp and king cobra because he was drinking while driving and very high and it, <laughs> was, wow. it was one of the craziest things it's the only time i've ever completely lost control of an interview like i mean just go like i'm talking to guys like screaming and hollering and <laughs> just like not answering questions and just like starts singing led zeppelin songs and then oh. one time i was supposed to interview him again i okay so first time shame on him second time was shame on me and he pops in and he's like recording songs with like this dentist that he's recording with this like boring guy with glasses i'm like what is going on here like i want to talk about wasp i want to talk about the crimson idol damn it and uh so yeah johnny rod always stands out and that was like a big metal sludge moment like uh about 2014 or 15 i think and Dude. so that was that always stands out as my toughest one i've had some you talked about uh guests just kind of talking for a long periods of time i'm the same way like i i don't really interrupt or try to get things going you would think i would given my quick get in and get out nature but i i let them kind of go sometimes and that sure. does happen but nothing that really stands out like oh man that one just i can't but johnny rod if i have to list one it's going to be that one and uh you guys should have them on and you'll have fun. No, thank you. How about you, Chuck? Who, who was your toughest one? I mean, yeah, there's like a few that people, people love to bring those up, by the way. I don't know why. Like people, the train wrecks are the best ones usually. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Like people remember that, like, you know, I'll do like an, a year end review and I'll be like, oh, like I remember one time I had like some viewers on, it was, I think it was a live stream on my, my channel. And I asked people, what was your favorite interview that I did? And they said, it's always the bad ones. So I think uh, the one that stands out as the worst, though, that was just like, dude, why did this guy even do the interview? Was the guy from the Misfits, Doyle? Oh yeah, Doyle. And, uh, wow. It was audio. I remember only, that. And there was all these like stipulations. You can't talk about this. You can't bring up this. You can't talk about the Misfits. You can't. It's like okay, like you talk about it, veganism and his the tour and like one other thing that I could mention. So I did. I followed all the rules. I was like, okay, I'm only going to ask about this. I'm going to ask about that. And like he just was giving like one word answers even to like you know i was trying to ask open-ended questions and uh he was just giving me like short answers to everything and then i was trying to help him i was like yeah like well, well something about his website and he goes oh i don't i don't know i don't even go on the website i was like and i was like well you should check out your own website like it's actually a pretty cool website like and i laugh i was just like laughing in the interview because i was like i kind of knew it was going to be like that because i listened to previous interviews <laughs> yeah but then i was also kind of cocky that i was like 
I can win him over. Like I, I'm just going to be so good that I'll win him. And it's like, no, it was a, it was a train and it's a short interview too. I think it's like 15 minutes or something because I was like, all right, well, I guess we're done. Like, yeah. So sometimes you just pull the rip cord cause it's, it's going nowhere fast. We like have one. Man, who was our, who do you think was our toughest? Oh, geez. Uh, gosh, there were so many. I'm, um, I mean, some of them were good. I thought were good, but they were, they were intense. They were dry. You know, they're, they're a little bit of a mm. Jeff, dry, Tate. Jeff Tate was a tough one. He's that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was tough for me too. Yeah. He was tough. Cause you know, you would try to charm him and then he'd be like, yeah. And then you have to like, <laughs> come on, Jeff, you know, get it out of him. But you know, mm-hmm. uh, there was, there was a couple other ones. Uh, some of them would just talk forever. And it's like, you'd, you'd ask them like a couple of questions and then they just took over yeah. and, and you just basically just sit there and stared at the camera. You know, yeah. it's pretty wild, but talk about rock news, uh, sites like blabber mouth and brave words, uh, Loudwire. Um, what are some of your favorite ones that you guys like to read? Um, do you reach out to all of those um, for your interviews to see um, if they will uh, publish any of your interviews? I know, Chuck, you got, um, I believe it was uh, Buck Cherry got on Loudwire, which was cool because he doesn't drink water or something like that, um, which I don't think we've got on Loudwire yet. But uh, you, need to, you need to clarify that statement. He doesn't drink water while performing. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. But again, that's one of those ones where I'm like, okay, if I was going to pick like which interviews or which even parts of the interview would be the most interesting and newsworthy, I would not have picked that part as Mm -hmm. one of the ones that would hit Loudwire. But yeah, I've hit Loudwire a few times. I I used to send out all my interviews with a transcript and like a few story ideas um, to like, I had like a, a blind CC of like 20 websites or something like that. And a lot of them, like, you know, Rolling Stone never obviously picked any up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, at first it was like Sleaze Rocks used to do a lot of my stories. And then uh, for whatever reason, I don't know, they just kind of stopped yeah. doing them. And so I kind of just stopped. And then I just kind of stopped sending stuff because Blabbermouth would would – sometimes they would post their news story before I even had a chance to email them. So I was like, all right, well, Blabbermouth has kind of my, my been my go-to lately. And then if they like it and they pick it up, and then sometimes other like the loud wires or the um, I've had like ultimate classic rock and um, metal edge that that was one of the coolest because I loved metal oh, edges absolutely so, even though they misspelled my name uh, <laughs> which was because it said like Chuck shoots S C S S C H U T of the Chuck shoot and then Chuck shoot podcast was spelled right but uh, <laughs> but it's fine like I love I had the guy Paul Gargano. Uh, on my show he's he's awesome so that was cool and then the other one what what is oh guitar world i used oh, to read wow. that as a kid like i said i tried to play guitar for a couple of years so that was weird i was like well i you know i was on that that website that was pretty cool so yeah i think like if it's a good story like the the news uh those sites will they'll figure it out they'll pick it up to me the those those are like the trophies of all your hard work you know you, you go through all this contacting people you you know reaching out emailing prepping for the show doing all this research and and getting everybody on board and, and trying to figure out how you know what what questions to ask without sounding you know over overdone and then it something gets picked up and a lot of a lot of it gets a lot of uh reactions and, and comments and everything and blows up and gets a lot of views on your youtube which i like to send my link to my youtube and then and then they put our name 
which they hit that it goes to our to our facebook so that way I, i'm getting kind of bo- both the best you know the best of both worlds where the, if they want to click on the name it goes to our facebook and then the link to our, our youtube but um yeah uh i mean I'm, I'm the same way as far as uh getting all the views and everything on, on blabbermouth is my go-to as well it, it makes you feel validated i guess i what's funny is i'm sure and i'm sure you guys have heard this too a lot of the guests hate blabbermouth and i get yeah. it i get it it's because it's brutal and people are brutal on there i remember how chuck wright got so upset not i don't think we did anything wrong but something came out on blabbermouth from his interview and he was really worried about it so of course we felt bad but i, I actually cost chuck an interview because of uh of one that i did with dean castronovo oh. that got was on blabbermouth and uh, it was something about his drug addiction. He said he would take enough drugs to kill a rhino. I didn't ask about drugs. He brought it up, and it gets on there. And then Chuck's like, I was supposed to do an interview with uh, with Dean Castronovo from Journey, and uh, they said he was no longer doing interviews because of his blabbermouth <laughs> thing. I was like, Chuck, I'm sorry. That was the interview I just did with him. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh man. Fault. I listened to the interview. You didn't even ask him about that. He just It slipped out of there. But, uh, yeah, for me, I mean, that stuff is kind of nice sometimes, but also, like, yeah, you kind of – I kind of worry about that for, yes. for me. Like, I I mean, it is nice to be recognized and to have people see that. But for me, the, the real trophy, like I know this sounds cheesy, but like it's when somebody comments and says like, hey, like this was a really good interview. I really enjoyed it. Like that to me is like, oh, wow. Like that's yes. amazing. Or like I had this one guy, I think it was the rat one. He said like, he goes, oh, like, thank you for doing this interview. I'm so excited. It's my birthday. I'm going to listen to this. I'm like, Aww. wow, like I just made somebody else's day better. Like that's what I want to do more of. Like there's enough yeah. like yeah. – rumors and gossip and bullshit in the world not that not saying that all the websites do all that stuff but you know that stuff is like sometimes there's like too much of that where yeah it was cool the other day because i had the guy from uh seven dust and they um he talked about how his voice has gotten stronger and they did a blabbermouth did a story about that and i was like oh yeah. that's cool they're doing you know like a positive thing which is nice too <laughs> yeah also, try- i think the gossip sometimes too is also just really funny so if, if you have a sense of humor like i do yeah. i think it's pretty funny Man, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Blabbermouth, try something positive. It, it might go well for you. I know what you mean. Uh, boy, I, I would love to talk to the Seven Dust guy. I may have to ask you how you got it. <laughs> we'll talk later about that. Um, yeah, that's uh They've that only is played true. Oklahoma 12 times out of the 17-year existence. I mean, no they're there kidding. every year, right? <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Yeah, exactly. Now, album of the year. Chuck, um, I believe that you said Extreme 6 is... Uh, candidate for you uh, for album of the year during your uh, Gary Sharon uh, interview. Does that still hold true? It does actually. Yeah. Um, even though like they got mad at me for posting the interview or there was some, there were some issues. I had to take it down because I revealed too much about the, the album and Jeez. it was spoiler alert. I guess I'd never had experienced that before, but so I don't know. Uh, you know, no hard feelings on my end. Like I love the band. I'm not, you know, so I hope I didn't, uh, piss them off too much, but yeah, I love that album. I actually love the uh, seven dust album too, which I was never a huge seven dust fan, but this new album is just so eclectic. I just really like eclectic albums that are kind of like a journey of like, you sure. know, this song's really heavy and this song's light. And then that's how the extreme one is. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of good stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of good music out there. You just have to, you know, it's kind of like the podcast. It's, it is a little bit oversaturated, so you have to uh, find the good stuff, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. Now, Clint, you, you interviewed uh, Josh Todd of Buck Cherry, and you basically you said that you um, did some sort of a review um, 
and, and during the interview, you said you put in a review. I don't, I'm not sure what that is or how, how you do something like that. I don't know if that was your album of the year as well. Funny enough, that w it's not my album of the year, but it was really good. And I don't like Buck Cherry. I'm just going to be really honest about sure. it. I don't like Buck Cherry at all. Sure. Uh, I was at the Rockwell home, actually, when the, this has nothing to do with not liking Buck Cherry, but their power went out right in the middle of their set, and they were just gone. They were off. It was like 2019, I think. Um, so that was my only experience with them. But this that album, it actually is really good, and I took hmm. the time to listen to it. Their cover of Summer of 69 is horrendous, the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> But the rest of the album is excellent. Now, my album of the year, because I am from the 80s and I love melodic 80s sounding rock, is the Defiance Drive. The, the Defiance are members of Danger Danger that oh. uh, have a, a different singer named Paul Lane, who used to be the singer in Danger Danger for a while. Yeah. But they have made a masterpiece. If you like those hooks and the 80s sounding guitars and big solos and big choruses, the Defiance Drive is my album of the year. It might be my album of the last five years it is absolutely excellent and um hmm. if you're into that kind of music definitely check it out but you know the book jerry new album it's really good and so, i give so, him props for that because that's so an objective review what was exactly that you said that you you put in you you told josh that you put in a review okay. or something and, and is that something like a journalist skit or something that they well, kind of yeah so i think for that the publicist had sent out the album and like a, a a private link and you could add like a some thoughts or comments about it and under that and so okay. i did i i did do that so that is something that and that kind of came out of nowhere like i don't i'm not even really in contact with that specific publicist and it just kind of happened and sure yeah i'd love to do the interview and i mean i josh was another one that was kind of hard to warm up too it took a yeah. while yeah. and uh but it turned out okay and i like the album and yeah. i'm you know i i gonna give buck jerry kind of another another lease i think now i both, think maybe both, both those interviews you guys did with him i thought were pretty good yeah. both of them because yeah, you guys already had yours already in because we had to push ours back or something you guys already had yours in so i, I we use i use both your interviews for some resources <laughs> thanks <laughs> fellas appreciate that i mean i think we all probably do that because i mean you, you kind of need to know what What's currently going on? Of course, you can look on the internet and find that just under the you know news section. But um, yeah, I mean, if resources are out there to utilize, you, you might as well. And uh, you're right; he, he it did take a little bit of time for us to warm him up. I we found the way to his heart through his dog. As soon as we brought up his dog, he was just putty in our hands at that point. But uh, good step. Now, real quick question while I'm thinking about it. We'll we'll start wrapping this up pretty soon. Um, Clint, I know you you do this full time. Chuck, is podcasting your full time gig as well? It is right now. Yeah, it's mostly my main focus. I have all these other ideas of things I want to do, which I'm not ready to reveal yet. But um, right now, I'm in, I told myself I promised myself that I'd give myself five years to kind of basically go all in on this and just see what happens and see okay. where I'm at at the end of five years. So I'm on, the, I just passed the fourth year. So I'm going to give it at least another year. And cool. I think I'll always still do it, but it may, I may dial it back to like one a week or something like that. Sure. And it may not be all in. Um, but for now, yeah, I'm just trying to kind of go all in and see what happens at the end of five years. And, and if it leads to something like, you know, you want that like opportunity or that big viral episode or something. And um, yeah. so like, again, it's those things where you're like, oh, maybe I should just quit this. But then again, it's like I say, I probably mentioned this way too many times, but like when Nikki six, you're like, holy shit, like maybe I should keep going. So Absolutely. I'm going to try to go at least another year and, uh, and just see, just see, I think that that's like, 
Um, cause I think too many things for me, at least in my life, like I just quit too early that I, I tried it and I was like, Oh, I'm not very good at this or it was too hard. And then I would just quit. And so sure. this, I made a promise. I was like, okay, I got to, if I really want to give it a chance, I got to give it like five years. I think that's like most things. And like, if you start a business or anything in life, you got to really give it a long time before it's really going to blossom into something. If it is going to blossom. Right. Right. Um, so let me ask you this. Well, like I said, we'll start wrapping it up. I don't know that Scott and I will ever be in a position to do it full time. I, I know that it's fun to dream about that. I'm going to do it tomorrow. You're going to quit your job tomorrow. <laughs> That's great. Great news. The mortgage company will love that. Yeah. So my question for you guys um, who you are doing this full time and maybe Chuck, maybe you just said it. If someone that really wants to just go for this, do you just... I mean, I don't know. You have all these bills. You got to pay them. We feel like we got to pay them with the day job. Is that just a deal where if it, like any other dream, if you want to go for it, you just have to sell your stuff, live real meagerly, and then just jump into it and commit to it, you know, full time as though it is your day job. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough question. I don't want to tell anybody to like sell their life possessions. And then, I mean, it, <laughs> podcasting is a very competitive uh, thing and it's not, unless you're uh joe rogan or something like you're probably not going to make a lot of money right off the bat i think my thing is too is like i kind of want to see what where it leads like you know i've met i've done almost 400 episodes and i've met some amazing people such as clint and and yourselves and so i just wanted to see what happens like uh and where it leads to like i mean you hear stories like kevin smith you know the guy that directed clerks and stuff like he sold his comic book collection and 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 charged the film uh for his first one clerks charged like $20,000 on his credit card, basically just went into debt on this one movie. I mean, if the movie could have tanked and he could, but you know, it's like, so it just depends on how much do you believe in this? I think like the thing with podcasting is like, you can start it without having to go into debt. I mean, you can start it for free. I mean, give it at least five or 10 episodes before you uh, mortgage your house or whatever, like, and see if you even like it. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that think, oh, this is easy. I want to talk to rock stars and I'm going to hang out and I'm going to be their best friends. And all I have to do is just turn on a camera and a microphone and talk. And it's like, for me, it's like not easy at all. There's a lot of prep that goes into it. And uh, it's not really, I'm not really interested in like being the rock stars friends. I mean, yeah. I mean, some of them I've, I've kind of gotten somewhat close to or hung out with a little bit here and there, but that's not really my goal. Like if that's what your thing is, you just want to be close to rock stars then you could always try something else. You could be a roadie or do lighting or sound or, sure. or just pay 20 bucks for a cameo from some, some of these guys, that's going to save you more time and money in the long run. Right. <laughs> I just like to add that every single one of us here are the two percenters in this world. They say 2% of people uh, for one circumstance or another, follow their dreams, whatever that is. That represents every single person here. It's not for everybody. And like I said, I knew from a young age, I was just not a normal person that could even, handle uh doing anything else but following my dreams and that's in sports and that's in all the things that interest me and for you guys you know i i remember back to 2007 when you guys i think you guys like won like a fan vote for down for five to perform at their first rocklahoma mm-hmm. that was impactful for me because like i we got to know a lot of people like on the rocklahoma message board that existed back then and just to see how the power of that and yeah that had to be impactful for you guys too because it set you guys off on a course now i've seen you guys live a couple times and so here you guys are as musicians and you have never given up you've kept 
it going and now you're doing this. So that's that's a two percenters. There's not many people that, that can be for whatever reason. Life situation, kids, marriages. I've never been married and I have no kids. That's another factor in this that nobody likes to talk about. Sure. I've never been married. I don't have any kids. Okay. And so like I, I just kind of do whatever I want. It's a beautiful feeling. It sounds uh, selfish and <laughs> no. a little narcissistic, but uh, I don't know. Like t- time's uh, the greatest asset we have, according to yes. Brandon Lee. I agree with him, and I'm just trying to use every bit of it. To but my you did advantage. get to meet Kiss with your girlfriend, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, the other way to that is get yourself a sugar mama like I do, and that's how I got to meet Kiss. <laughs> that, see, that's our problem, Scott. I'm broke. You're broke. So, we we didn't do the right thing with here. us working. You know, we like to schedule our our shows kind of you know <laughs> spread them out a little bit because um, you know we come home, we're tired. We don't you know don't want to sit here and talk, talk for an hour, and then we got to send stuff out and and share stuff and do all this stuff. You know, just to get views. And back to your Rocklahoma comment. You know, back then we were we were fighting to get votes, and now we're fighting to yeah. get views. So. <laughs> You know, it all it's always a fight, you know, to, to do something. But how do you guys do your scheduling? Um, if this is your full time thing, how do how do you do your scheduling? Do you want to put one out once a week? Do you want to do two a week? How, how do you spread it out? And because some of these guys, they, they'll do them at they, they'll say two o'clock or they'll want to do it at 10 o'clock or, you know, it's not it's never the time that you want it. It's always the time that oh, they sure. want it. And that sometimes can really make things difficult, especially if you have a day job. Yeah, you try to just be available. And for me, I I, um, I do once a week. And that way that uh, if it's kind of slow or whatever, or I get a couple in the can, I can spread them out. Uh, more than once a week would uh, be kind of tough for me, especially trying to do all the other things. So like for Chuck, he usually does more than one a week, uh, usually a couple or sometimes even three. For me, I try to keep it, just release an episode on Fridays, whatever that may be and kind of go on to the next week and try to spread it out as much as I can, especially lately this summer has not been the most prolific summer for interviews like some have in the past. So mm. I'm really kind of trying to milk it at right. times and not like, Oh, well I got three. I better put them out. I am always kind of protective. Cause I'm like, I don't know when the next one's going to come. I don't know when the next meal is going to come. From. Sure. Sure. Totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, it's a, uh, it's, I'm just, like I said, I'm trying to go all in on this. And then especially like, I posted a video like a month ago and it was about my goals for the rest of the year and, and, and for the re- the next couple months. And I said, all right, I'm going to do a video every single day. I think I, I can't remember the exact date it was. It was like around July 1st. And I said, I'm going to do a video every single day until September 1st. I'm going to try to hit 3000 subscribers. So I've, I've pretty much kept to that on average. Some days I miss a day, but I'll do two the next day. And sometimes, I mean, I count a video as even like a short clip from my episode. Yeah. So I'll either post a podcast, a short clip, from an episode or I'll do a short little news break or something or some sort of solo video where I'm teaching or I'll just do a random live stream. Like I'll just grab somebody. Hey, let's go. Let's go live. Just so I'm doing video every single day. Yeah. And it's hard to see at the end of that on September 1st, and I'm going to look back at all that and go, okay, what worked and what didn't, what should I do more of? I'm kind of experimenting right now. I'm trying different things, different kinds of uh, guests, different kinds of videos, short videos, long videos, you know, all that stuff and live streams and, and just see what, the people like, I mean, the people will tell me what's, what works and what doesn't with how many views and comments and things. So that's, and again, I'm, I'm like Clint, I'm not, I'm not married and I have kids. I mean, I got cats and a girlfriend, so it's like pretty flexible. I don't have like a day job with hours and things. So I'm always like, to just try to be as flexible as I can with the guests. Sometimes they'll say like, uh, like with seven dust or like, 
they re- I reached out and they said, okay, can you do it tomorrow? Like, I really didn't want to do it the next day because I wasn't <laughs> going to have another. You want to know, research a little bit. Research. Yes. And so I was like, yeah, I always just say yes. It's the same like with Ted Nugent. I was like, yeah, yes, because like you don't know if you're going to get that opportunity again. So That's I just right. Uh, thankfully, I've never had, rarely have I had like, hey, can you do it at this time? And I already have a guest there. I've never had to bump somebody because I feel like that'd be an awkward conversation. Um, but yeah, I just try to be as flexible as I can. And again, I think it's like, if you want to be really good at something, you just, you kind of have to go all in and, and, and you have to, you can't like force that. Like, I just love doing it. I love podcasting. Not to say that I don't sometimes get burnt out and want to break, but for the most part, like even after a couple of days off, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to get back into it. Like I want to interview these people. I want to have these conversations. I love sharing it. I hate doing all the editing and all the social media and the post stuff, yeah, but I yeah. love doing the, the research and doing the actual interviews and even uh, making some of the clips can be kind of fun sometimes too. I mean, yeah. imagine the guy with rock feed. I mean, he just basically <laughs> just tells the news that he sees on Loudwire, Blabbermouth and all these, and, and he's, mm-hmm. he's got a cool setup and, and people tune in and, and, and I mean, he's got so many subscribers and he's got that voice and, and everyone's like, Oh yeah. And he just, so-and-so does this and says this and he just kind of goes through the timelines yeah. of things he and hit it's like, a gold wow. mine with his channel for sure but there's um, a lot of channels like that um and yeah if i thought about doing that my buddy uh adika who hosts uh artists on record and, he, and he's got a lot of subscribers too and he started doing more of that and we've talked about um you know a lot of times people are not going to watch a full interview so it's either you've got to break it up into clips or you've got to just do these little solo videos where you're just doing a news break. He's been doing a lot of these news breaks and he had one that was on Ace Freely the other day and the thing, it got over 10,000 views. And all he did was, you know, he took a clip of like what, and just kind of read the news. And I think some people really respond to that. I, and so I've experimented with that a little bit, but I also think like, I don't know if that's really the direction I want to go because I don't really want to be like a news reporter. I want to be an right. interviewer. So right. uh, but I agree. Again, maybe I need to do some of that to supplement it and get my subscriber numbers up. And then I can go to these publicists and say, look, I have 30,000 subscribers. And you may already do this, but one thing we've kind of stumbled on that I, and Scott gets the credit for all of the work on this side of things, but uh, we make the, you know, we'll do our interview because we're like you, we want to talk and get in depth with people. And then he makes the little reels or the little shorts where he finds like a really key part of the interview. Mm-hmm. And man, those things will get views because like you said, you know, it's, it's a 30 second or a 60 second clip. You're, you're in, you're out, you've grabbed that person's attention. I'm fairly certain those have led to new subscribers and followers for us. And both sure. of you guys are on TikTok, and I, I've seen a lot of your uh, videos on there as well, but like you said on a previous question, you know, you don't know what's going to take off, which is so weird. You just kind of throw something out and you think, oh yeah, this is definitely going to be an attention grabber. And then you'll get like 200 views or whatever. And you're like, yeah, wow. Okay. And then something else is just kind of stupid. You throw it out there and then bam, it's like, oh wow, it's got 2000 views or 8,000, you know, 15. I wish I had been the person filming Ace Fraley bomb Detroit Rock City and play it a half step too high. Because, yeah, yeah, that, that thing went, uh, that was rough. That was rough. I, I know exactly what video you're talking and about. And so many people just don't understand, like, is that guitar out of tune? It's like, no, it's not out of tune because he's playing it just fine when he's in, you know, in the right key. It's just he was in the wrong placement yeah. on the guitar. Yeah. That's music nerd talk. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Anyway. Yeah, well, here, here's some uh, YouTube uh, nerd talk. 
Do you guys see now? I don't think you guys have a thousand subscribers yet. Nope. Um, but I think they changed the rules. Can you look at your analytics? Because once once I hit a thousand subscribers, I got monetized, and then I could look at my analytics, and then you can see every video, you know, how many views it got, but also like how many subscribers you got from that video. And that's what oh, I wow. noticed. That guy, the uh, Juan Crucier, he got me like 50 plus new subscribers, mm. which was like insane to me. That's like wow. really good. Most of my videos, like some of my shorts get zero or like one or two yeah. new subscribers. It just depends. But um, that's a very key statistic, I think, for me, more so than the views. Because sometimes I'll get like 2,000 views and zero subscribers, which is like crazy. I'm like, 2,000 people saw this and not one person hit the sub button? Like and so <laughs> random, yeah. And so tell me, th tell me this, guys. What constitutes a view? Are we talking like they look at it mm. for ten seconds and move on, or, or do you guys know the answer to that? Three seconds. Right? Um, I know for the shorts, I'm pretty sure that yeah, if you see it, that counts as a view. I don't know with the longer form videos. It may be, it might have to be thirty seconds. I, I'm not sure exactly, but okay. I, I think if you press the play button, I think it counts, but I'm not I exactly so. sure. Okay. Pretty sure, yeah. All right. Now, Clint, you're more of the. Uh, get out there you'll sometimes you'll go to these guys and we've had a couple of guests come actually come and sit down with us which was really cool we had um josie scott from saliva and we had uh phil lewis from la guns we got to sit down and talk to him he actually came to our house yeah, was which awesome. was very odd uh <laughs> You know, um, you had the manager in, in there in my in, in another room. I had like, you know, little refrigerator with beers and stuff and they're <laughs> eating snacks and stuff. It was really, really weird. He got nervous at one point of that interview, uh, too. But um, <laughs> it, it was it was a really cool interview. Fun. Yeah. But you will go to, to people. You, you went to uh, John Bush. Uh, what's that like to go mobile uh, with your interviews? I love to do it. I think that's why I wanted to call the show on the road to rock because I am a frequent traveler. I'm all over the country and, you know, partnering with festivals like Oklahoma, uh, rock, Oklahoma or louder than life. And just being out and about being able to, you know, if I'm going on a trip or I try to like pair things up. Okay. If I'm like going to this chiefs game here in Dallas and actually there's a, you know, this concert there, I try to pair stuff up or if I'm on vacation or anything like that, I try to, get the most out of it as possible. So when I can, when I can work it out, it is a very gratifying to do stuff like that. Sometimes it can be a little intimidating. Mm -hmm. The John Bush one was actually great. He was extremely nice. Everything went great. Sometimes there's a little red tape and, oh, we got to go backstage and this person doesn't know who you are. And it, it, there's been some weirdness with that, but I love to do it. And I think that those can be some of the better interviews uh, in person sometimes. So I, I like to do this whenever I can. It's maybe three or four times a year. Like last year uh, in November, a Corey Feldman's publicist emailed me and said, can you be here in two hours to interview Corey? Well, I live three hours away. Wow. So I, I literally with hardly, I didn't even have adequate equipment. I threw whatever I could in, in my car, drove to the Lake of the Ozarks where he was performing, did the interview, couldn't even do video because I didn't have anyone with me and I, I didn't have the right equipment. So I literally had these two mics and it got done, but I love to do it. There was an adrenaline rush that goes yes. along with that That's for awesome. sure. And it just more of a connection. Yeah. yeah. When you, when you get a confirmed uh, guest and, and it's a big name man, it's like, yes, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it is, you know, you, you don't, you know, you live your day to day and you, you know, you do your thing. And then when you get something like that, it's just like, hell yes, hell yes. And it's just like, I can't wait to like 
tell people that this is coming, you know, so it's always a great, great feeling. And and you guys are doing a remarkable job. I I listen to you guys on Spotify. So just know that there's, there's views out there or listeners on your, um, your, your audio podcasts, um, such as Spotify. And, um, and I, I do watch you guys on YouTube and, and Clint, you're just all over the place. And, and and I congratulate both you guys for, for, doing all your hard work and, and, and getting all these views and, and getting out in there and kicking ass, man. You guys are having fun. You guys look like you're having fun and we appreciate it. Definitely. Oh, and and so Chuck, nice. I just wanna I just wanna kinda reaffirm something you said earlier. You know, for you it's not about the blabbermouth stuff. It's about making a, you know, someone's day brighter. I meant everything I said at the first of this interview when I said to, to people like Scott and me who are pretty green in this industry, we look at you two at, as role models, as an example for people who have studied and done their homework and they study their guests. They know how to handle their guests. They know how to set up their room, set up their mics, set up their lighting. They know how to approach things. You guys truly have set a bar that a lot of us are, are trying to get to. So, you know, as you both are out there, you know, striving to, to you know, maybe it is you're living right now you're, or you're striving to get there where it's just your full-time gig, do not give up because there are people watching both of you who are very much admiring your work and your tenacity. He and I, we've talked about cutting the cord on this thing probably a minimum of five times because trust me. That's all part of it, yeah. <laughs> that's just part of it. You feel like, okay, everyone and their dog is doing this. There's nothing we're doing that's all that special. Then you hear from someone, you know, hey, thanks for that interview. That was amazing. That really made my day better and it just pushes you to keep going so guys don't give up you're an example to the rest of us and we love and appreciate both of you and your efforts and what you're doing you guys got merch to sell i i do not know i i do uh you gotta have some hats and some shirts I do have some stuff on our 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 website starcademedia.com there's a a merchandise tab there there's uh stuff that we do with our sports uh starcade media and just a on the road to rock a couple things so not a huge part of what we do but we did throw some stuff out there just in case and you know my girlfriend looks good in it so i keep making it <laughs> right on well, well if you guys yeah, are just... watching this uh stream make sure you uh hit subscribe on these guys's youtube channel hit follow on their facebook pages check them out on twitter instagram tiktok all of the above yeah any final words guys before we cut you both loose uh, yeah, I just want to say, yeah, the only thing people could do to support is this, the social media and the subscribe and then um, following and subscribing to all my guests. I appreciate that uh, and the guests do. And then I just want to say thank you for having us on here. Um, Clint and I were talking before. We're like, dude, these guys are killing it. Like you're saying like you guys are green or whatever. I've never gotten George Lynch or Don Dawkins. Like you've had a lot of guests that I haven't been able to get with like over four years of experience. So congrats on your show. I think it's blowing up. It's doing very well. Mm-hmm. So definitely keep going like i i'm humbled by the compliments that you give me and i just want to say i appreciate all that so thank Thanks, you I, I i'm doubly humbled especially going back as far as i do with you guys and seeing you on that stage at Rocklahoma 07 sharing it with i think bands like i think steelheart played that day maybe faster pussycat later in the day there were so many bands that you guys shared that stage with and continue to play 
in casinos with uh, so many legendary artists. I just saw you guys play right after Brett Michaels uh, back in November, which was awesome. And like, that was just such a fun experience because I had like a lot of members of my family. My cousin was getting ready to get married and we're like, oh, we're, we're just going to go home. And then like, I was like, dude, we got a rocket science is playing and oh. you guys are just killing it. So many great songs. And like, we just kept drinking and kept getting more fun. We stayed like, <laughs> so late. So you guys, I've looked up to you guys from afar for so long and I keep seeing you down in the Tulsa area. I wind up in Tulsa far too often. I was there for Scorpions, Wasp, Maiden. I'm always in Tulsa. You guys are getting a lot of the shows that Kansas City is not currently. Yeah. So something's going on there at the BOK Center. <laughs> Will you please hit us up next time you're here in Tulsa and we'll go grab some dinner together? 100%. Let's or do better it. yet, the next time you two guys go to Vegas, yeah. let us know and we'll go. We'll there meet you, you up there. Boom. I'm in. I'm only five hours from Vegas. Or if you're ever in the Arizona area, hit me up and uh, let's hang out. Or if I ever go to Oklahoma, I've never been there. Maybe I should go. Get, you to, get your ass to Rocklahoma, Chuck. I tried to get you this year. It's got to happen. When there is it? Go. When is it next year? I'll put it in my calendar. It's always Labor Day weekend. Yep. Come on down. Oh, so it's coming up then, right? Right. Yep. September. We, we, we got a spare bedroom, fellas. I'm so just I, I usually I usually stay in Joplin, which is quite a hike, but you know it's better it's, than what they have. Yeah. Prior. I don't know if I'll make this year, but maybe next year because this yeah. year I think we're going to Colorado. But the following year, yeah, I should put it in my calendar. That sounds amazing. That'd be really yeah. fun. It's right great on. festival. So thank you. Guys. Before we cut you loose, I want to read a couple uh, viewer comments. Uh, Melanie okay. Hall says we are we are always cheering for you guys too. Gonna go subscribe to their channels now. So, hey, we've already did part of our work. Nice. Uh, Pieces of Us, which is a band here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, says great show, very informative on social media and broadcasting. Uh, Denise Dossing says, replying to uh, Laughing Out Loud, you know I prefer. um, She's talking about something. Yeah, she she was joking about, she said, I'm going to start a podcast now. And then she said, no. Yeah. She's a special girl, man. She, uh, she is, uh, I, I guess the appropriate term is, is a runner. Like when the bands come in town, she'll be the one that runs them back and forth from the venue to the, wow. to the hotel. And she takes I, care of all their needs. She's, I thought you meant like a runaway. No, no. no well, well, she, well, some of the bands probably make her want to run away, but no, she, she hooks, hooks awesome. those guys up. She's a good girl big supporter of our stream but yeah hey guys seriously thank you for coming on with us uh we truly appreciate your time we appreciate your efforts never give up and by all means stay in touch let us know how we can support both of you going forward same thank you guys so much much. you bet guys have have a great night you too thanks guys bye-bye awesome all right oh clint left okay all right wow well that was informative and I feel smarter. Yeah. Man. That's cool. Definitely. And I'm glad I didn't get to all of my stuff because, you know, it's with a with a two person interview, it you know, it, it kinda goes it splits up a little bit on, on time. I mean where it doesn't it just kinda goes longer. But yeah. I had a great time listening to those guys and they're very informative and very, and, and very cool on what they uh Todd Edwards is texting me. Uh huh. Hi Todd. Denise, I know you do merch. I that's a given i know i forgot to mention that to them you do it all sister merch runner all of the above you do it all well uh that was amazing um thank you chuck and clint for letting us pick your brains about this crazy business that we have found ourselves in let's we we do need to give a shout out to and scott i'm so sorry but i that whole time i never cut to the side camera so there we go just for you 
there's the side camera looking bright and washed out as always. That's okay though. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Psychmocheck. Thank you for our really cool new intro. We really appreciate your hard work on that. It looks great. If you guys need a video done for your band or your business or your podcast, hit up Psychmocheck at psychomo at gmail.com and he will hook you up with a super cool video like what we got. DEB Concerts. We were just talking about Rocklahoma. It is coming up. It's going to be here before you know it. You got to check out Doug Burgess's stage out there, the DNB Processing Stage at the Roadhouse. He's going to have so many cool bands on it. It's going to be a great time for everyone that heads out there. Go to Rocklahoma and have a great time. Dustin Little, do you guys have IT needs? Is your computer messed up? You're, you're needing something in the technical world fixed. Well, Dustin's your guy. Contact OKPC at 918-640-0892 or email Dustin at OKPC.com. He will take care of your IT needs. Greg Shipman at Jennifer Shipman, ShipmanPhotos.com. Your branding is done right when you go to them. Look at those beautiful pictures they did for us. They will hook you up with some great looking photos for anything you need, band, business, all of the above. They are your hookup. Do you guys need screen printing? You need some t-shirts printed for your band or your business or whatever. They will hook you up with that as well. Todd Cook is our friend at Identity Merch. If you want Tulsa Music Stream shirts, hoodies, tanks, you can go to our Facebook page, Tulsa Music Stream, and click on the website link and it'll take you to our online store. We didn't really get to talk about this up front, but let's mention it quickly. If you guys want to watch Tulsa Music Stream not only live, but on replay, you can always see us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. I know Twitter is now called X, but we're going to stick with the Bluebird because he's cute. Well, they still call it Twitter, right? I don't know if they call it Twitter or X, but we're calling it Twitter because I'm not getting our brand new banner reprinted with right, the X right. on it. And if you want to hear us on audio uh, podcast format you can go to spotify amazon music iHeartRadio, apple podcast google podcast and more let's talk about what we got coming yeah, up yeah Mo- monday wow. august 7th at 4 p.m central we have the one and only jeff keith of tesla and that will be amazing so as soon as i get off work i gotta come home and we're gonna knock it out with jeff keith from tesla so make sure you tune in and watch the stream with us at 4 p.m. Central. Also that day at 7 p.m., we will be with Josh Lopez with a new band from Texas, A Way Out. And I believe, I think it's San Antonio. I think that's right. Um, new band. Uh, we want to, sometimes we want to give uh, some of these new bands a, a shot and, and kind of talk to them and fill them out because you never know. Um, Man, he, he yeah. tried to call me, too. I don't know what's going on. Uh, um, so we also, Thursday, August 10th, 7 p.m. Central, we will have Ira Black from the Bullet Boys. Thursday, August 24th at 7 p.m. Central, Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys. So we have a packed out, and I do believe we'll be having um, the Ripper from Judas Priest coming as well. And perhaps we'll probably have that in September. But yeah. Make sure you guys tune in. And we thank each and every one of you for uh, hanging out with us for the uh, Clint Switzer Chuck Shoot episode yep. 86. We will see you guys. Make sure you share our episode, our, our stream everywhere. I mean, we're everywhere. Just share it wherever you are and uh, hit that like button and subscribe and leave a comment. We thank you guys so much. Thanks. Guys, make sure you're back here Monday, August 7th, 4 p.m. Central for Jeff Keith from Tesla. Going to be a big one. Have a great weekend. Thanks for watching Tulsa Music Stream. We'll see you soon.